We are three days away from Georgia, Oregon, in Mercedes-Benz. Have we run out of things to say about the game? No. No, we have not. Have the YouTube comments run out of things to say about the game? No. No, they have not. We're going to jump into uh, wide receiver controversy. We're going to jump into Stetson Bennett's mediocrity. We're going to jump into whether or not Oregon is the best team that Georgia will play this season. All of that and more today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Locked On Bulldogs here, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, part of Locked On Atlanta. Hit that subscribe, that follow over on whatever audio podcast you listen to, five-star rating review, and YouTube would really appreciate it. And get us over a 3,500 subscribers by the start of this. We, we got a little bit to go. We can get there. I promise y'all. Oh, we'll uh, subscribe. There. We'll get there. Help us out. Do that thing. Today, we are talking about Oregon versus Georgia, and how a lot of y'all are just losing your ever-loving mind, thinking a couple things. Again, Stetson's mediocre. Dan Lanning, and and he knows the system oh, at Georgia it. very well. He's mm. so familiar. He's inside he Kirby's it. head. Mm. Uh, Bo Nix mm. has learned a thing or two from all the losses. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. We or, have this and more. Or, or you're just or, bad. Uh, or, so let's jump on. into it. Daniel, uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's start with this. You had made the comment okay. uh, on previous episodes that you are afraid because of the interior beef of the Oregon defense, which, by the way, is very stout. And those two linebackers, A-gap and B-gap, is going to be hard because they fill that very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. And their defensive line is stout in the middle. Daniel, you commented that we might struggle to run. People didn't like that. No, an Oregon fan said, "Oh yeah, you're going to struggle on every phase, especially that." Got any more insight for the people as why we might struggle establishing the running game? Nobody leaves a comment when they agree with your point. Do you, have you ever notice that? Like it's just you make a point that Georgia's going to struggle, and Georgia fans just right there in the comments, they're ready for it. You make a point that George is going to do well. Oregon fans, right there in the comments, they're ready for it. Um, it's fine. It's the nature of the nature of the thing. Uh, listen, that's just it's just my honest opinion, and it has it has to do with Georgia's defensive or Oregon's defensive front. Excuse me. Interior of the defensive line is the strength. The edge is the weakness. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau is gone, and they I mean they have some guys, but they're they're that's going to be a huge drop off for Oregon in terms of the. The, the edge of that defensive line. But the two linebackers in the middle, if they're both fully healthy, and the, the two D tackles in the middle of the D line are very stout. They are very good at football. I don't care what conference they play in, Georgia fans. Don't fall into that trap. Good don't football players are good football players. Okay? Mario Cristobal, Oregon fans, maybe we can agree on this, is a really bad coach. He's yes. leave a comment, Oregon fans, and tell me that you agree with that point that I just made. He's terrible at coaching football games. That's why yeah. Oregon struggled a lot over the last few years. It's not because they didn't have players, because Mario Cristobal got players in there. Yes, so he did. These players on the interior of the front seven are very good. 
And you couple that with some uncertainty about the health and availability of Georgia running backs. Listen, we don't know. We don't know. Raise your hand right now if you could tell me Kendall Milton is 100% healthy. We Insiders, gurus, we're waiting. No, no one. We're, okay. No, okay, that's no one. Okay, so we don't know about some of the availability of key running backs in the rotation. And and the guys that we have, Dejan Edwards and Kenny Mack and the freshman, Branson Robinson, are guys that we like a lot, especially Kenny and Dejan. But Kenny struggles in that type of – he has shown that he struggles in the in that type of get three or four or five tough yards um, running the football. He's got you got just a dog over there, just just absolutely Look, losing. His he's mind. just losing his mind. I'm. He like, says, <laughs> he says, "Look, football's coming in a few days. We can't. He's excited. We can't. Audio issues. Uh, first time we've had that on the podcast. I I think I think George is going to have to get creative more than they would like to run the ball. Now I think Todd Munkin will get creative. I think he's going to try to run the ball, and maybe the guards who are a bit of an unknown right now. And the center, who is a very known commodity for the University of Georgia, maybe they will rise to the occasion and I'll be proven wrong. And I would love that as a Georgia fan. My thought is, is that Georgia's going to have to get a bit creative to run the ball. I don't know, Clint. Am I totally off base? You're not off base at all. Because again, the tackles, I feel totally fine with. The center, I feel totally fine with. Our guards, Tate Rattledge coming back from an injury, and we thought he was going to be all-worldly. But look, Georgia fan, you don't know. Outside of appreciating his mullet, you don't know. So <laughs> just say that at minimum. Left yep. guard, uh, y'all think trust is going to be the savior over there at guard if he does, in fact, start. I got news for you. I would be, I would be the worst fan in the world right now if we had him at left tackle. And all of a sudden you slide him in. And you're like, oh, no, he's going to be protected inside. He still has to block. He still has to get back in a, in a pass that he still, still has to move get off the feet. ball. Still he's got to move, move those feet. feet. And yeah. he doesn't do – okay. Well, now all of a sudden – and to your point, players are players, and they they have those at Oregon. That is certainly – Thibodeau, now now generational talent, Georgia has has the ability to go ahead and get uh, a Michael Williams who's, who's going to go ahead and all accounts Uh-oh. are that he's just going to be all-worldly already. He about to wreck this game, Clint. Tra- he, about Trayvon, to he he said they said he reminds us of somebody. Mm. You may have you may have heard of him before. Let's just pause right here and take a moment for us. Over under 0.5 sacks for Michael Williams in this game on Saturday. Over. Okay. Michael Williams is going to register a sack in this he, game. Guys, he's getting a sack. He is getting in this game. I'm saying by by quarter one or two, he is oh, having he, an impact in this game. He will be a regular. He will be a fixture. In this game, guys, and you, you have no clue. Now, again, so that's up. so Georgia does this; they replenish. Oregon has to have some lulls in their system. Okay, so Thibodeau's gone, the edge is gone, but the interior—they've kept these guys for a while. They are pretty good. And and my point is this: Dejan, uh, we love his ability to do things. I'm I'm totally on board with that, and we love Kenny Mac. I, I am I am here to tell you right now, again, as a Kitty Mac apologist. If he is getting the bulk of the carries up the middle in this game, I am going to be throwing things all around my house. I don't want him having the bulk in the middle. I want Dejon or a healthy Kenny or uh, uh, Kendall getting these uh, carries in the middle because yeah, I, 
I think there's a chance, and creativity is going to be key, Daniel. We I want Kenny Mac to be clear, Georgia fans. We want Kenny Mac to be used a lot. He's one of our bigger weapons on offense. We just don't want him to be used running the ball between the guards. So, no, sir. If Kendall Milton is fully healthy and comes out and shows himself to be fully healthy, I take back everything that I said. I think now Georgia has the firepower to at least create something in the run game. And so that will be the key for me. That's exactly right. Hey, we're going to come back after this, talk about maybe Bo Nix and his senior year of wisdom as well as Dan Lanning. But first, I want to let you know about BetOnline. BetOnline is your sportsbook experts. Daniel and I do sports betting. We love sports betting. As a matter of fact, come back for our full game preview of the over-under, the point spread, everything else that's happening. It's uh, tomorrow. It's tomorrow, y'all. Get, full preview of it. this game. Get this. Get over to Bet Online. Your sportsbook experts, the official sportsbook of Locked On Bulldogs, Locked On Podcast, Locked On Atlanta. Everything you need. They have reliable uh, buyouts or payouts. You can deposit very safely and easily. And they have all them stinking lines, Daniel. They just got every game, every line, halves. It's there. Bet Online. Your sportsbook experts. All right, Daniel. So let's talk about the next thing that uh, maybe. Mm-hmm. People are talking about and this one. This one's the most fascinating to me because the narrative goes: Dan Lanning. If there's anybody who knows Kirby the best, mm-hmm. if there's anybody on the planet that that can be inside his mind, think in simpatico with him, it's Dan Lanning. Now, I, I just want to stop everybody right now, okay. and I want to ask you a question. Okay, wasn't that the exact argumentation people used for? Kirby and for Elaine and for Jimbo and for oh. everybody as oh, no. it pertained to Saban. They, oh, no. They're inside. And especially a defensive coach, uh-huh. Kirby Smart, who had been at Georgia, Kirby, Kirby Smart with Alabama. Like all of that's the same. What changes now? What you're saying is Kirby is not Nick. And I'm here to tell you one more time. <laughs> survey every single fan base, including Alabama, and say, we'll trade you coaches today. Georgia fans have this many people that will do that. Mm-hmm. And if you do, I please leave. Good riddance. Good riddance. Bama fans, 20%, oh. 25%. Oh, they, want, they want Kirby. They want they Kirby. Wish they had Kirby. So, it's, so it's real. this is absurd to me that Dan Lanning, now he, of course he knows Kirby. That's, of course he does. Yeah. Of course he knows these offensive players. Of course he does. So does everyone who watches film, guys. Like, it's on the tape. It's right there. Why do you think Kirby spends so much time talking about watching tape of the opponent? Let me tell you what is a a bigger wild card is that the Oregon offense and defense have almost no continuity from last year. Uh That's the thing that makes it a struggle. That's an advantage for Oregon. That's where Oregon actually has an advantage. The fact that Dan Lanning knows these players, guess who else knows these players? Uh, Mark Stoops, guess who else knows these players? Clark Lee, guess who else knows these players? Every other coach that's coached against them in the last few years, Dan Lanning's not gaining anything. Let me point to two things as as a rebuttal to this narrative. Thing number one is, did you notice how many coaches went with Dan Lanning to the University of Oregon? There was just like an exodus coming out of Georgia, and every how many oh, staffers, how many yeah, how many staff employees, mm-hmm. not a single person. Oh no! Now look, 
I'm not saying anything dis- disparaging about Dan Lanning because number one, I don't have any facts to back up anything disparaging about Dan Lanning. And number two, I think Dan Lanning's a great guy. And all reports from everyone who's ever interacted with Dan Lanning are that he's a fantastic guy. Not a, the kind of a guy that you would find doing an interview from a yacht with a faceless gentleman. That's not who Dan Lanning is. But it does, it is a bit interesting to me that he leaves to take a high profile job, Power Five conference, national brand, head coaching position. He's been on the staff at Georgia for multiple years. Long time, Daniel. Long time. And yet not a single person matriculates over with him. I parlay that with the second point, which is, did you hear Kirby's presser? Kirby was asked about basically this exact same thing. And he was very complimentary of Dan Lanning because Kirby Smart is a classy individual. And as he should be, exactly. And he said he couldn't help but say, and Dan Lanning would be the first to tell you that he couldn't have done that job without Glenn Schumann as his co-defensive coordinator. Wait a second, Daniel. Hold, on, hold now. Hold, hold the phone. Hold, please. Hold, please. Could it be okay. that we still have the defensive oh. coordinator of Georgia from the national championship run? Could it be that we also still have Will Muschamp? From oh, he, the national championship run. Listen, I just, I don't put any stock in this narrative because Todd Munkin knows Dan Landing as well as Dan Landing knows Todd Munkin. So I don't know. Like, there's just, I guess it evens out if it's anything, but to me, it's nothing on either direction. It's nothing. Daniel, this is, this is a nothing burger, 100% all the way through. This is not to say that Dan's, <laughs> familiarity with Georgia is going to be a detriment. We're not saying that. What I'm saying is that it's not the inflated advantage that everybody right. is saying it is. Right. Uh, because um, he has to first, this This is, again, going back to the Kirby analogy. Kirby knew Saban really, really well, still does, but had to create his own brand of football in order to beat Saban. He could not replicate exactly what he did. He made Alabama 2.0, which is now Georgia, and, and we uh-huh. are now the standard. I don't care what anybody says mm-hmm. because we, we toppled in destructive manner. Everybody mm-hmm. uh, that was okay. He did that when he created his own brand of football, right. utilizing the tools before Dan Lanning still has to do that. Now, maybe he is a savant and he could do that game one of his sure. first head coaching job. It's not, it's not like doubt it. It's not. That's like all it. we're saying, y'all. No. I just doubt it. Yeah, uh, there's a reason that Kirby keeps talking. It's not like about it. we're going to come back after this and talk. Bo Nix being. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Bo Nix being uh, better. He's 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 learned. He's he's really. I was going to say he's, he's made now, leaps and bounds. He's now a great quarterback. Look, he's a great quarterback. He's the best of the bunch in the Pac-12. He's going to be awesome. all worldly. We're going to come back talk about how Bo Nix, the senior, is wiser, better, steadier, mm-hmm. and smarter after this. With age, right, so Nix, Clint, comes yeah. a certain wisdom. This yes. is something that we know as older people ourselves. Now, Hi. ask those two v- Vanderbilt fans. Ask those guys. They had they had a – actually, maybe use them as a, as a proof that that's not always the case. Because no. sometimes with age, 
you just settle in more to the dumb person that you always were. That's just, not, that's just, this facts. is the narrative being written and I'm going to parlay that example. This narrative being written is that Bo Nix is in a new system. Um, he is smarter. He is more experienced. He's gotten out of the pressures of, of Auburn and the shadow of being Auburn Jesus and all of that. Daniel, I just, I, I really got a question for you. Okay. If, if your sister is dating a dude and he is just dumber than rocks, mm-hmm. okay, and yes. he's, he's not going to work and he's doing stupid stuff all day long to her, um, and, and then they move to another city and they say, don't, don't worry, things are going to change. Oh. And, and the same thing happens there again. And then they say, but don't worry, okay. we're going to get a new marriage counselor. We're going to get somebody that's going to come mm. help us. And they really, he, he's, got, he's got new friends. He's got new surroundings. Guess what? The guy's a moron, and he's going to yep. continue to be a moron. The biggest indication of your future success is your previous success. Okay? Mm. Well, previous success ain't doing well for Bo Nix against Georgia. No. No, you have no. to you have to completely do something new and different and reinvent yourself in totality. Bo Nix has not done that. Again, Kirby Smart did against Alabama. We yeah. we didn't do well and we reinvented ourselves. He went out and got Todd Munkin. He changed the offense. He got tight ends, which we're going to come back to that last very bit. Tight end uh-huh. love. Mm-hmm. Bo Nix is not is not the a different quarterback. He's the same exact quarterback. He he is the same exact quarterback. Got now. We both said on this podcast on, I don't know, Monday, Tuesday, whichever day it was, they all run together. We both said we expect Bo Nix to have a better year at Oregon this year than he did at Auburn. Don't fight that. (laughs) Now, that doesn't mean, though, that Bo Nix is not going to still come out here and try to Bo Nix his way to success. And sometimes the Bo Nix way is very successful. And sometimes... The Bo Nix way is very tragic, right? Auburn fans are still pointing to that first drive against Georgia last year and how dominant Auburn was in one drive of football. They may get one drive of football in this year, but that's not going to translate into long-term success against this Georgia defense for Bo Nix. But Clint, what if I told you that the weapons he has at wide receiver Ooh, here we go. The number one receiving class in America, according to rivals. According to rivals. Um, is at Oregon. Okay. In addition to that, transfer Chase Coda, who won who won Savant listener mm. commented, mm. was going to have a bigger impact in this game than Brock Bowers. Chase Coda. Okay, here we go. Uh, Here we go. First of all, Brock Bowers, by putting on a jersey and walking onto the field, has already done more for this game than Chase Cota would if Chase Cota caught nine passes. In his career. Chase Cota has one touchdown last year, 248 yards. I think he has four touchdown total in his collegiate career. He's transferring from UCLA. Uh, Also, Uh, DTR is a better quarterback than uh, Bo Nix. So he's downgrading quarterbacks, Chase Cota Correct. Nope. Correct. The weapons aren't that. Look, if I want to know from all your fans that, that are in Oregon, I, I bet the scrimmages versus good on good over at Oregon, offense is actually doing pretty well against their defense. Except for all the turnovers. Well, except for that. 
Mm-hmm. Let's let's take those out. If those weren't <laughs> like to matter, let's say Daniel, if oh, we just okay, sure, subjectively In that threw those fake out. world. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think there could be some success because Bo Nix is going to run on the edge. He's going to get some blockers. He's going to do some stupid mm-hmm. things on the outside. The DBs aren't very good. Um, Bo Nix, good Bo Nix would probably do well because the the meat is in the middle of mm-hmm. that organ defense. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not RD. Keely Ringo, I was told by a commenter, had one lucky play last year. Clint. Yeah, this is and and this is what's so amazing to me is we want to talk about talent, 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 talent. Which again, we've said you need talent to win in this league. We're not. That's why the Dan that. Landing schematic advantage. The Kirby Smart knows Nick Saban. That's why it doesn't matter because the players play the game on the there field, and Georgia has all the better players in this period. Game. Period. That's. It's not arrogance about what we did last year. It's not a cocky attitude. Come back tomorrow and listen to our score predictions for the game and see if we think Georgia's going to win by 40, 50 points. We, we just believe that over the, over the course of 60 minutes, Oregon does not have the dudes to hang around with this Georgia team. They don't have the weapons on offense to score. And they don't have the weapons on defense over the long haul to stop all of the options that are at Todd Munkin and Stetson Bennett's disposal. So come back tomorrow. Tomorrow's when we give our actual game predictions. We're going we're gonna to lock up some predictions in this game. We're going to give you score, break down a detail of how we think the game is going to go. So come back tomorrow and find out all of that. Oregon fans, it's been fun. Hanging out with you a couple more days of this, and then uh, we let's uh, we'll watch a football game together, and we will expect that you'll be back on Monday. Come back, please, please come, come back. back on Monday to to rub it in our faces. Please, when do. when what you expect to happen inevitably happens, we can't wait to see you then here on the Lockdown Bulldogs podcast.